You know, the greatest problem we face today is the problem of indifference to the truth, not opening up to the truth. You know, ignorance is one thing, but indifference is the fact that we know something to be authentic, yet we do not become affected by it in any way. In our first reading, we hear from the prophet Isaiah telling the people in exile what the plan of God was for them if they had listened to God's word and hearkened to his commandments. He said, your prosperity would have been like a river and your vindication like the waves of the sea. Your descendants would be like the sun and those born of your stock like its grains. Their names never cut off or blotted out from my presence. What a wonderful preparation that God had for his people. A wonderful package. But at this time that the prophet Isaiah is speaking, the people were in captivity in Babylon. They were slaves to Babylon. What happened? What went wrong? Because they failed to listen to the word of God and to leave out his commandments. His words were mere empty words for them. Because although they were the people of God, they abandoned their vocation of letting the world know the goodness of God. And they ended up in captivity. But all the prophets spoke about a remnant that they were not going to rot there. The Lord was going to bring the remnant back to the land where the promise will continue to be fulfilled. In the gospel reading, we hear about Jesus chastising his own contemporaries. They are like children in the playing ground, the marketplace. They will not be open to anything. He said, we sang dirges for you and you wouldn't weep. We played the flute and you wouldn't dance. What else do you want? They are adamant to whatever was happening around them. But this was a metaphor referring to how they rejected both John the Baptist and how they rejected our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, these two, John and Jesus, came with two different approaches. John the Baptist is the brimstone and fire kind of preacher, living, you know, as, you know, uh, uh, ascetic life in a very austere manner, pointing to their sins, and it's like seeking fire from heaven to consume them. If you do not repent, you will not be saved. The Lord's anger will flare upon you. And that is John the Baptist. He came neither eating nor drinking. And what was the people's perception of him? He is possessed. Now Jesus came with all-inclusive and embracing kind of a mission. 
seeing sinners and tax collectors and the so-called prostitutes as also children of Abraham who deserve to be saved. Jesus embraced sinners. He ate with them. He drank with them. He did not ostracize himself from them the way the Pharisees were doing. But look at the leaders and the scholars of the time. They refused to accept Jesus as the Messiah. And they accused him because if he were the Messiah, he wouldn't be associating himself with sinners. He would be like them who, so to speak, were the self-righteous people. But they were hypocrites that anybody who did not belong to their fold had to be set aside. They had nothing to do with them. The Son of Man came, Jesus says, eating and drinking. And they said, look, he is a gruton and a drunkard, a friend of taskaletas and sinners. But he goes on to say, but wisdom is vindicated by her works. In spite of all the signs and the miracles that Jesus was performing, the people were looking at his association with the so-called public sinners, and therefore he cannot be the Messiah if he is associated with the sinners. Different philosophies of life. But today, as I said, we are indifferent to the word of God. And we try to find all kinds of excuses why we do not want to embrace the word of God. I met somebody who said, I don't go to church anymore. I said, why? I was a Catholic and because of the priest scandal that hit the church, I, I said, did anybody abuse you? No. Is anybody in your family abused? No. There are issues and complaints about politicians. There are issues and complaints about, uh, what do you call them, coaches. Don't you allow your grandchildren to join basketball, volleyball, whatever teams? He said, I do. I said, what is the difference? The priest will meet the Lord and he's going to be judged according to how he lived his life. And you are going to be judged according to how you live your life. I'm not saying it's right for these things to happen. But to you to use that as an excuse and to throw away your salvation, for me, is a serious matter. There are people who complain, oh, so-and-so uh, in the church, because of him, I'm not going to church. Why do you fail to go to church because of somebody who is also struggling with his or her faith? Why do you allow your final destiny to be determined by somebody else instead of being determined by our Lord Jesus Christ and his word? John the Baptist was rejected not because of his word. They rejected him because he neither eat nor drank. He is possessed. He's being motivated by some evil spirit. Jesus Christ, oh, we can't accept his word. We can't even embrace his miracles and signs because he moves out with tax collectors and sinners. And yesterday I had something from one of my brother priests and I laughed. 
that some parishioners who claimed to be, you know, pro-life and say, wanted to know if the priest has received vaccination for COVID, then they would never attend his mass. And they would never go to confession because they are receiving shots, according to them, uh, which is a violation of uh, pro-life. Why do we gamble with our salvation? Why do we gamble with our sanctification? The Lord Jesus came so that sinners will be saved. And St. Paul says, while we were yet sinners, we were not righteous. While we were yet sinners, Christ suffered and died for us. So dearly beloved, we cannot downplay our salvation. Because yesterday, Jesus told us that John the Baptist is the greatest of all those born of women, but even the least in the kingdom of God is mightier than John the Baptist. Why don't we seek the kingdom of God? If we want to be great, why do we jeopardize God's plan? for our eternal salvation in that kingdom. May the Holy Spirit help us to seek ye first all the time the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that all the others could be added unto us. Amen. Amen.